Jesus has brought about peace between Jews and Gentiles in Christ. This is completed in his death, burial, and resurrection, and through faith in him. Today on Drawing Near, we explore the blessed results of that peace. Open your Bibles and turn to Ephesians chapter 2, verses 18 through 22, and join us for Jesus, the chief cornerstone. But before we begin, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, thank you for Jesus Christ and all the blessings that Paul has told us about that are ours through Jesus Christ. And Father, we pray that you will help us to not just hear these things, to know these things, but to somehow in our heart be affected by the truths of these things, that we may honor you and worship you and glorify you and exalt you for all that you have done for us on our behalf in Jesus Christ. So guide us in our time together. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. I encourage you to follow along as I read Ephesians chapter 2, verses 18 through 22. For through him, we both have access by one Spirit to the Father. Now, therefore, you are no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God, having been built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets. Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone, in whom the whole building, being fitted together, grows into a holy temple in the Lord, in whom you also are being built together for a dwelling place of God in the Spirit. So far in the first two chapters, we've already seen many things that we have in Jesus Christ. And as we finished our last session together, we closed with verse 18. But we didn't really take the time to examine what verse 18 says. Jesus has brought about peace between the Jew and the Gentile. And it's through Jesus Christ that we both, the Jew and the Gentile, have access to the Father by one Spirit. And what I wanted to point out today was this. We have access to the Father. We have been redeemed. And we who are sinners and condemned and have no standing before the Father according to Psalm 1, we'll be able to stand in the judgment. We will be able to stand righteous before God through Jesus Christ. We have access to the Father by the Holy Spirit who indwells us. That's a great privilege, and it is something to really think on. I have access to God. Do You know, there are a great many powerful people on this planet that I do not have access to. But I have access to God the Father. I have access to Him by the Holy Spirit, who even when I have difficulty praying, when I grumble and when I groan, the Holy Spirit takes my petitions before the Father. I have Jesus Christ seated at the right hand of the Father, advocating on my behalf, making intercession for me. What a great privilege we have through Jesus Christ. And I share these benefits with my Jewish brothers and sisters in Christ. In verse 19, we read, Now, therefore, you are no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God. Now, because of what Jesus Christ did on the cross, Gentiles, and that's who Paul is writing to. Paul is writing to Gentile believers in Ephesus. So this applies to us as Gentiles. He says that we are no longer a couple of things. 
because of what Jesus did on the cross, we are no longer strangers. The idea behind the word strangers is to dwell outside of. Prior to Christ, we were not citizens of the kingdom of heaven. We were strangers. We were outside. No matter how near we may have thought we were, we were outside looking in. The same is true of foreigners, only that emphasizes the idea that we are Gentiles. We were not God's people. So prior to Christ, we were strangers and foreigners, but Paul makes it clear in verse 19, through Jesus Christ, we are no longer strangers and foreigners, but rather we are fellow citizens. We who are on the outside have been brought in. We are fellow citizens with the saints, with all believers, and we are members of the household of God. Can you imagine being a member of a royal household? Can you imagine being a member of some prestigious family? When Jesus Christ died on the cross, paying for our sins, when we put faith in him and have our sins forgiven, we aren't just saved sinners. We are saints and members of the household of God. We're not on the outside looking in. We are on the inside, and as we already pointed out in verse 18, we have access to the Father. Well, verse 21 builds on this even more. He takes this idea of the household of God, this structure, so to speak, and he says, We have been built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets. Now, many believers don't realize that we've been built on the foundation of the prophets of the Old Testament. But we have. Remember in Ephesians chapter 1, we are called from the foundations of the world. It was always God's plan to do what he has done, to call the Jews and then to bring Jew and Gentile together in Jesus Christ. We have been built. This structure, this household of God is built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, which should serve to emphasize we need God's word, old and New Testament. We need to understand it. We need to put it in our hearts that we may not sin against God. We need to understand this teaching because this teaching serves as the foundation for our Christian lives. And then it says further that Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. The cornerstone of a structure, especially a long time ago, was that foundational piece that provided squareness for the entire structure, making sure all the angles and all the lines were exactly as they were supposed to be, but it also provided foundational strength. It provided for strength and unity. And that's what we have in Jesus Christ. Jesus is the strength of the saints, the household of God, and he provides the unity because we are all one in Christ. When we all grow up into our head, the Lord Jesus Christ, the result is unity. I don't believe God is satisfied or pleased at all with all the various denominations and all the divisions that exist within Christianity. I don't believe he's satisfied at all with the way that there seems to be a lack of oneness in the body of Christ. Jew, Gentile, Baptist, Methodist, Presbyterian, a Nazarene. Jesus, when we understand what the Bible says about him, when we are led by the Spirit correctly, 
there should be unity in the body of Christ. Jesus Christ himself is the chief cornerstone. And then he says on in verse 21, the whole building being fitted together grows into a holy temple in the Lord. Each of us are pieces of this structure. None of us can replace Jesus Christ as that which provides strength and unity. We all have our part to play in the structure, in the building of this body. And it is God who fits us together. He puts each one of us in our places in the body of Christ. Each one of us from different times, from different cultures, from different ethnic backgrounds, uh, different economic backgrounds, educational experience. He fits us all together. We belong together. Jesus died on the cross to bring us together. And so the whole building being fitted together grows. We are not there yet. None of us are. But we are growing. Churches, we are growing. Individuals, we are growing. We are growing into a holy temple, a holy dwelling in the Lord. God wants us all to grow together, to be united together, strengthened together, so that he has a people in whom there is worship, worship for him. In verse 22, we're told, in whom you also, being built together, we are a part of all of this structure. Paul is emphasizing the Gentiles' place. If you notice how hard he works at emphasizing the Gentiles' new place in Christ, in the body, it must be important, in whom you also are being built together for a dwelling place of God in the Spirit. I'm reminded of Revelation, where we're told of heaven and what it will be like. And along with no more tears, no more sorrow, no more death, no more pain, the former things having passed away, we are told that God will be with us and we will be his people, that God's dwelling place will be with men. It seems to me that Paul is thinking about that truth, in whom you also are being built together for a dwelling place of God in the Spirit. Can I ask you this? Do you have an appreciation for this unity, this oneness, this togetherness among believers, Jew and Gentile? Do you have an appreciation for all of this through Jesus Christ? Do you recognize in humility what a privilege it is to be a member of the household of God? to be a saint rather than a condemned sinner, to have as our legacy the apostles and the prophets and their teachings, to have Jesus Christ as our chief cornerstone and to be a part of this building, this structure that's growing into a holy temple in the Lord and that the Lord himself is fitting together and that we are being built together for this dwelling place of God in the Spirit. Do you have an appreciation for that? I encourage you to take the time to reflect on these things. In our next session, we are going to do a review of chapter 2. But prior to that, I encourage you to read through chapter 2 and think through all of these things that the Lord has blessed us with through his death, burial, and resurrection. 
Father in heaven, thank you for your word. Thank you for emphasizing things that we may not emphasize, that we may not have a true appreciation for their benefit. We ask, Father, that you would help us to gain understanding and discernment, wisdom regarding these things. Unity is very important to you. You have stressed it throughout the scriptures over and over again. I pray, Father, that we would understand your desire for your people to be together in fellowship with one another, one with you. How can we be one with you and yet be at odds with one another? Father, help us in this. Work in our hearts and our lives to bring about a mature understanding of the faith that includes this idea of unity and togetherness in the body of Christ. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for studying with us today. You can subscribe to these podcasts on Apple iTunes, Google Play, or the Facebook page Drawing Near. Drawing Near is a ministry of FBC Tip City, provided with the hope that we will draw near to God and He will draw near to us.